I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to the Box Set Pod Season 2, Episode 3. Uh, as usual, please. Ow. What? Four, isn't it? Is it? <laughs> Whatever it is. Well, you know already. Why do I say Whoa. things that you've got written in front of you anyway? If you haven't downloaded the Acast app, download it. You, It's a really, really nice app to use. I bet Jamie hasn't. Have you got it? Yes, I Roddy have. Show me. Look on my thingy. Oh, yeah, you have. Well done. Yeah, it's, it's lovely to use as well. Even idiots like Jamie can use it. So um, whether you're an idiot or not, download that app and you will enjoy the Box Set Pod and other podcasts as well. Um, it means you can click on links, see pictures, and it's just a fun app to use. It's just a nicer app than the competition, I think. So welcome to the Box Set Pod. Um, you know, we've talked recently about endings a fair bit, how to end a TV series. You will also know, if you've heard this box set pod before, that we talk about uh, not spoiling things. We like to not spoil things. Mm. And we've got the four-episode rule. We say you've got to watch four episodes of things. Well, um, I want to talk about endings just briefly. And whether or not... The other thing we like to do with this pod is uh, not make it spoiler in terms of... Like, if, you were to, if you're listening to this in a few weeks' time, it's not going to ruin anything. Well, um, we're talking before the last series, the last episodes of Mad Men happen. I've got some news on that as well. Oh, uh, and and I just wanted to share a moment of how do you think it's going to end? Yeah. So again, we're not going to spoil it if you've never watched any Mad Men. I, the more I watch it, the more I think that it is just quite simply the best thing that's ever been written for it's, TV. I, I watched an episode uh, last night and uh, I was like, oh my God, this is so good. Mm. I love that even now, Don Draper baffles me. I still can't second guess him. And I love that because it's not done in like a cheap gimmicky way. Yeah. It's just that the guy is still such quite a complicated character that has so mm. many different layers to him. And Let I, me tell you why Mad Men's better than Game of Thrones. Oh, <laughs> whammy. I love Game of Thrones, but I don't watch it and my jaw hit the floor other than in the drama. So, I, I, like, when I'm watching it, I know that it's going to carry on forever. When I'm watching Mad Men, I'm going, this is the most well-baked, delicious pie, and there's only a finite amount of it. And every second has been poured over and thought about. And and then they say these lines, and I don't react like I'm watching sport to anything, even sport. Um, but I do with Mad Men. Like, I literally say, wow, out loud at certain things, certain lines. And what else do you do that with? I mean, Lost in Translation is a film that when we all watched the first time, we just went, oh, this is so good. It's so of its own world and so delicate and brilliant. That's the only thing that I can think of to compare it with in terms of how it goes into a, a world and mm. is so so carefully thought about. But how will it end? Yeah, and this is the thing, like, and, and like you say, with Mad Men's one of those very rare shows that can just... It leaves you wanting to stew on it. Yeah. I, the episode I watched last night, me and my wife, no exaggeration, sat in silence for about 20 seconds, just trying to digest. It sounds really ponzi. You've run out of things to talk about a <laughs> no, month into the marriage. No, it's fine. We were happy, but we were just sat there like, and I could. we were both just sort of going over, analysing things. And, and that's the thing, like, on the internet, if you go to theboxsetpod.com, Slash news, there is, I put up there the latest, an article in The Guardian, it's about, there's a lot of conspiracy theories being thrown around about how Mad Men is going to end. Mm. And The Guardian has picked out some of the best, the best four theories of how Mad Men will end, okay? Really? So grab your tinfoil hat, let's hear them. Okay, so, first of all, one of the major theories that's very popular going around mm. is it's called the D.B. Cooper theory. Have you heard about this guy oh. called D.B. Cooper? Oh, yeah. So, uh, D.B. Cooper is a real guy who, apparently, he, he was a mysterious real-life figure who hijacked a plane for mm. $200,000 back in 1971. It's the equivalent of, like, hijacking a plane for, like, a million pounds or something. 
something like that. Oh, yeah. He leapt out of the plane in a parachute over Oregon. This is a story from Prison Break. Is it? Yeah. Oh, right. Anyway, and he leapt out of the plane and he was never heard from again. Um, and people are saying that this might be how um, how Don Draper will end. He'll hijack a plane or something, and then this is one of the theories. The, Don what? has the the the, the, the theorists are using the fact that Don has links to a French uh, Canada airline, uh, and so did you know Bert Cooper. Uh, yeah. Bert Cooper, who died, he fell to earth like in the opening credits. He yeah. falls down. Uh, Don working at a company called Sterling Cooper. Uh, DB sort of sounds like DD, as in Don Draper, his initials. The people are just picking out loads of coincidences that the idea is. <laughs> it would be Don the Draper. single most dramatic thing that's happened in Mad Men it in just, all of the series. It just it's a great stands theory. out as a. Yeah. The, the the story of this DB Cooper is amazing. This guy in the seventies and the, and the, but the, I can't see Don. T- it's a massive jump. Mm. It's a massive tangent character wise to just go. Okay, I'll get in a plane and I'll hijack it. Yeah, but it's a great one. Another one of the uh, favorite things is Pete Campbell gets eaten by a bear. Uh, one of the <laughs> this is like one of the most popular theories is that. Uh, you know how there was a, the early in the early, I think maybe first or second series, a lawnmower like took a foot off one of the main characters. Remember right. that lawnmower? No. Saying maybe like a bird's going to come in and chomp through Pete Campbell. But I think it's just because a lot of people don't like Pete Campbell, even though he's actually become one of my favourite characters, yeah. even if he's a slime ball. Another one is that Don has syphilis. Now I actually think this is a quite an interesting one. Don's had a lot of wi- women activity. He's been doing mm. it and doing it and doing it again. And obviously mm. with that, especially in the era he was in. The sex disease was rife, and um, <laughs> what was that? And uh, and also uh, smoking a lot. Yeah, yeah. So there could be a, a terminal could disease. Could be also syphilis. Excuse Let's me, look I'm at the symptoms. My nose with I, my I was syphilis. gonna blow it. Oh, <laughs> lovely how lovely jazz nose. Thank you. So uh, let's look at let's look at the symptoms of syphilis. Uh, depression. Right. Yes. Confusion, confusion. We're looking at the symptoms. <laughs> hallucinations. Don definitely has hallucinations. Does he? Yeah, he had that one where he imagined Burt Cooper doing a musical oh, yeah. at one point, That's didn't true. he? Well, yeah. uh, his quest for redemption in the last few episodes has actually been a bit of a you know sort of Jacob's Ladder style ending, experiencing you know at the point of his death. So maybe he's about to die from syphilis. That's one of the theories. The other theory that is very very popular is that it's going to be a happy ending. <laughs> Oh, wouldn't it be great? Don Draper kicks his alcohol, reconciles with Meg. They all live happily ever after. Can Mad Men be the only TV series that leaves us actually satisfied with an ending? It would be great. I mean, I know I was satisfied with the Chuck ending, and we've discussed that before, but it's, it's kind of a fairy tale ending, but with a very dark twist. I feel like Mad Men could do the same thing. I feel like I feel like the thing with Mad Men, I feel like it could give me an ambiguous ending and I'd still go, yeah, I get it. I'm fine with no, it. No, I no. I've been waiting in <laughs> ambiguity world. But I don't think for but how many Mad, series? Like, let, let, no, we'll look at it this way. Has Mad Men ever been a show about giving you finality? Giving giving you satisfying you fully? In, in a no, reconciliation. but that's why, when you do the big that ending, should? that's why it could take a, a swift turn. Anyway, there's theories Another about... theory is that it's all about um, the women. It's all about Peggy and well, Joe. Oh, it definitely is all about the women. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely about the women. And it'll be as much about their... And Betty. Their end. Yeah, and Betty's end. As it will at the top. Oh, I think it will. Be. It's definitely been, um, like, for uh, me, uh, you know, Peggy... Um, is a massive like. Don't you think Peggy character. and Don have to get together? I always thought they'd end up getting together, but I just no, I don't think they will do. do. That's what I think I has don't, to happen. I don't think they will. But there's a lot of theories going around. It's not far off the end now. There's only a few more episodes left, and uh, it's very exciting. Hijack a plane Hi- and if, parachute. Yeah, the DB Cooper theory, which I know Matthew Weiner went on the Conan O'Brien show. Yeah. And he actually, you know, he he laughed that theory off the DB Cooper. Right, well, so that isn't going to happen. But it's no. a really, it's a really interesting storyline. Uh, mm. it's, it's a really interesting story about the DB Cooper guy. He just disappeared. He probably just died, to be honest. But um, mm. yeah. maybe he did escape uh, in a parachute and lived off his money. It's this. This is so exciting, though. And can, can a series that has given me so much pleasure still do that at the end? Because we've discussed it before. The, the problem. My theory is that the problem with endings is that it's when the audience realises that the characters 
are now dead forever. They're not. Mm. They're not coming back. Even if they live in the story, the, 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 your life is over with these characters. They don't exist anymore. And um, so it's such an impossible thing to do to give a satisfying ending. Can you think of a satisfying ending that you've ever seen? Well, I, I you know, I'm not going to lie. I, I don't eat on the show how mm. it's disgusting sound. Uh, I actually liked Breaking Bad ending. I know a lot of people didn't, but I thought it was a very good ending. And I had mm. no, I had no qualms with how it ended. It actually satisfied me. I thought it was the ending that was kind of right in a lot of ways. Yeah. Did you not feel satisfied mm. by Breaking Bad ending? Um, without spoiling it. Well, you don't have to just say yes or no, Howell. Yeah. Mm. If you can. I'm somewhere in between. I think characters like that have to end in a certain way based on based on morality. You know what I tales, right? Yeah, maybe, yeah. And yeah. and I thought it would be nice if they didn't have to end like that. You know what I think? I'll tell you what of... it is. I don't think there's anything wrong with TV shows. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with the Disney ending. With with just just let all the characters Get what they want and sit on a beach with a cocktail. Well, you know, the thing What's is, wrong with that? I, I, I disagree because what, I think why? it has to fit the show. It has to fit that feel of the, why you watch the, the show. The show is the show. If that's what the show does, that is what it is. Because look, a good example is Six Feet Under, which I think is one of the best endings to a show ever. And it basically shows you how they all die, I didn't, doesn't it? I didn't watch that. Oh, well, I'm not spoiled it because it's more of like a... It's more of like a you got to see it. Right. <laughs> anyway, what I'm trying to say is that's one of the satisfying... And it fits the show. It fits the way the show feels yeah. without being, like, gimmicky and uh, or, or being a sad ending. It's actually quite... There's sort of a little bit of happiness about it as well. Yeah. You really else in the end of Six Feet Under? No, I didn't. I, I watched, like, uh, the first series of Six Feet Under and then life got in the way. Damn. Well, you probably won't go back, will you? Well, probably not, no. no. And, I, you know... <laughs> I think uh, d- does that mean they all die at once? Like no, in, no. It's it like just shows, it shows how their lives end. It shows them live. It's almost their like lives. here's what happened to these characters. It shows you because like every episode always used to start with someone dying. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. It, th- this gives you this sort of like That's how nice. did they die? And in a way, it is nice. And it's got this lovely music from Sia in the background. Lovely montage. Nice. It really is a nice ending. It because ultimately, for the show. and this is my pro- this is why I've ranted in the past about some Coen Brothers movies. Love Coen Brothers, um, but there there is. An undeniable thing, which is that I have bought my ticket. I have paid to go in and sit down, right? I actually don't want you to make my life sadder. No matter what the art is, I don't want you to make... When I go to a war memorial or... Um, something like, or, or yep. went round Auschwitz, for you example. Expect certain reverence. That's the only yep. time okay. when I fully expect that the reason I'm doing this yeah. is to learn something to make sure something's kept alive, but, or, or, or that. Let me step on your toes there. <clears throat> but the problem is this, right? But with I entertainment, it should be happy. True Blood, another example. Alan Ball did that as well. True Blood, but he left the show. It's obvious when he did as well, because it went a bit downhill. But let me make this point about it. They tried to have kind of like a happy ending. Yeah. Like, okay, there were some deaths... Yeah. But there was sort of a happy ending, and it was the naffest ending. One of the naffest endings to a, a show I loved ever. And it mm. tried to do it. And I'll tell you why, how. Because it's not just about being nice and having a happy ending. Mm. It's about it being a good ending. Right. It's about it still being... It's, it's about it still, like, feeling like you've you've invested in something and you've got something back, but in, an, in a rewarding way, was it was rubbish. It was a rubbish ending to the show. Mm. I didn't care anymore about all these characters that I did care about for so long. And suddenly, with one swipe, I just stopped caring about them. Admittedly, it was on a decline for a few years. I think the reason why Mad Men sometimes doesn't grab people like our guinea pig Fife Dangerfield, listen for, to Further Back podcast, um, is that... Actually, it's very like life in that it doesn't give you the big... It doesn't lay lots of seeds and cliffhangers and things. It's uh, You never quite know what's going to happen next. Yeah. Like well, life. And so if they if they were to do... If they were to end it too simply... You know, like Lost, the big criticism of Lost was that it seemed to just be one tease that lasted for years. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, I'm going to be really disappointed if it turns out that that's what Mad Men has been doing to me. 
What, so they've all been on, like, an island? No, no, I mean... No, I mean, I've been waiting for the answer, in a way. I feel like I've been waiting to find out what happens since the very first episode. It's that kind of series. It's like, what's all this about? That's, like, the overall question for Mad Men. What's going on here? And then we're going to get to the end. And I hope, I pray, that it doesn't do a Sopranos ending and essentially go... What happened there? Mm. Bye. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I have no idea. But you're right. It is uh, with Mad Men. It's different. It's a lot like a, it's, it, it is like it, it plays like life. It plays yeah. very real. I read a really good article in Time Magazine. They were talking about the fact that the character Betty, uh, Don's wife, mm. ex-wife, in a lot of TV shows, once he divorced her, once they ended their relationship, she would have left the show. Yeah, completely because that's the way TV works. She's mm. not. She's almost superfluous now. Yeah. And then there were times in series where she's felt superfluous, but I still, I'm, I'm glad she stayed in it. And like real life. These people don't leave your life just because mm. you're in a TV show. And I think that that's what Mad Men's always, always been about, is, is staying true to a human being, a, yeah. a real human being and, and their world. And do you know that this takeover, you know, in Mad Men, this takeover that's happened... The company. The company. Yeah. That's what... Uh, that's the job offer Don turned down in the very first series. Is it to really? To go and work for them. Yeah. Ah. So things are totally coming... But like, I hadn't realised The that. complexity of how it's like mirroring... It's so and, good. It's so good. I hope they do it justice. So do I. Want some more news? Give us some news on another subject. Okay, let's go to Spielberg. Uh, getting back in the TV zone. Ooh. Yes, he's working with the TV channel Sci-Fi on adapting The Brave New World, the classic novel Brave New World by Aldous Huxley. All right. What's that? Aldous- I don't know what it's about. It's a fu- set in the future, Howard. The futuristic world where the world is free of war and poverty, right. but with people forced to conform, someone makes a stand against the system and threatens the entire social order. Oh, it's slightly... It's meant to be a brilliant... My dad gave me the book on a number of occasions and read this bloody book. Yeah. You arse. Uh, and uh, I was meant to read and I kept trying to read but I've never... It's one of those books that I've just never got round to but I really want to read, but it's going to be made into a TV series. So I'll just watch the TV show, Dad, you arse. Uh, so, uh, yeah, Spielberg... your dad thinks he is? Is he the guy standing up against conformity? My, my dad? Mm. Um, yeah, you know. Worked, how does he, he do that? He uh, smokes cigars. Works for IBM. And yeah. oh, he's got a moustache like Tom got Selleck. moustache, yeah. Uh, so it's good to see... He, has, he did, did look a lot like Tom Selleck in his early That's days. Quite. So Spielberg back yeah. in TV world with Amblin Television. Also want to mention Red Dwarf. It's cold mm. outside. There's, There's no, no kind of atmosphere. I'm all alone, more or less. Let me fly that far away from here. Let me fly far away from here. Fun, fun, fun in the, in the sun, 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 sun. If you go on the... Uh, I want to lie, shipwrecked and comatose, eating fresh mango juice, cold fish shoals, whipping up my toes. Fun, fun. Uh, if you go to the boxsetpod.com slash news, you'll see there there is an announcement trailer uh, put on there by Doug, uh, sorry, Red Dwarf creator Doug Naylor. Yeah. They're making two more series, series 11 and 12 for TV channel Dave. I actually missed season 10. Season 10 was yeah. on Dave. I watched it. Did you watch it? Yeah. It got amazing vi- figures, like the best mm. audiences Dave's ever had. But what was the show like? Let's go to Howell. <coughs> I can't remember. Okay, I thanks, it. Howell. I mean, it was very glossy. It was very, you know, it wasn't as glossy, because they brought it back once. As the series got older, they kind of moved with the times. You could hear the execs going, oh, it's going to be like this. And then there was yeah. there was a canned laughter problem at one point, or it felt it was canned laughter. Arguably, and, never Oh, season co- 10, I'm pretty sure. It was on didn't Dave. Didn't have a live studio audience. Okay. Huh. Yeah, no, someone's th- going to correct me now. If I'm you might that be right one. though, because didn't they stop doing studio audiences around season six anyway? Yeah, or something like that. I feel like maybe they didn't have a studio audience. It it was good. It just it wasn't back to that beginning. It didn't have the B movie feel of the the low yeah. budget B movie feel of the, of the first. That, yeah, the, of the, the first like maybe one to four series four was peaked yeah. for me, where it was brilliant. And maybe this is rose tinted spectacles. Yeah, it may but when well you, be when you watch. Even when you watch them back now, there, there's an element of... And I wish people would do this more, right? Uh, we've mentioned this before, but um, sometimes we watch TV to escape into a world. And that world, in the case of Red Dwarf, is what would it be like to be the last survivor on a ship, 
right? Yes. Which is great. It's a great concept. And sometimes because of the, the need to create lots and lots of plot, you move on from... You don't dwell in that concept yeah. as much as you'd quite because like. Because what was the first few series about? It was literally about a guy who loved curry stuck on a spaceship. Yeah, I mean, they had different plots. Evolved of cat and a hologram. Yeah, whereas it becomes a bit too sci-fi, a bit too complex. And, yes. and I'd say the same. Suits, uh, which I'm still going through, Suits, on season four now, very excited. Um, Suits is uh, another one of those things where they move the plot on so quickly... They don't allow me just to enjoy the court cases. It's all about the characters and the drama and stuff. Um, And then Chuck is the only one that has, um, you know, 28 episodes a series of someone acting as a CIA agent who also works in a technology store, in a a Currys or a Buy More. Um, And that is, that's, I think, why Chuck becomes so addictive to people, is that you, it really is about allowing those bored characters in the store, for example, to 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 be creative and funny. Mm. Like it's a situation comedy. Yeah. Yeah. And and the situation needs to needs to breathe. And I'm not sure if it does on Red Dwarf beyond well, the first you know, three. It's a tough line as well though, because I've been trying to finish house, right? I yeah. got four seasons in stopped and I've tried to start up again because it's on Netflix and yeah. uh I still find it like because it's just a re a new plot every week and it's very and yeah, you are the same characters, the same formula every week kind of flow, mm-hmm. flows. I, I can't find it hard to get through, whereas I've just finished watching Bloodline. Bloody hell. From like episode five or six on, you have yeah. to get through. It's a very slow start. It's brilliant. Like it's some of the it's some Ooh. of the most tense TV oh, I've seen. I in watch it. It's amazing. Some of the acting. I cannot honestly it uh, my uh, wife quit on it. But I and a lot of people will quit on it. I think early on. But mm. if you stick with it, bloody hell, it's an amazing. Well, end. I need it's to get so on that. Good. I've not watched an episode of that. I've not watched an episode of The Good Wife. Uh, yes, The Good Wife. Sir. Everybody tells, everybody me, tells to watch. me exactly. Yeah. Anyway, back to Red Dwarf. Oh no! One more point. Yeah. Um, why quant? Why um, why House is worse in that case than Chuck or Quantum Leap, for example? Yeah. Is that your phone's ringing? Who's I know, that? Is it? I don't know the number. I don't trust Zero. it. Three, three, three. What, what uh, area code is 0333? Mm, I've got a feeling that might be like a London thing. Ignore it. Ignore it. What if it's a new job? It's definitely not. Okay, I'll just leave it. Probably, uh, I mean, get it. Probably PPI. Go on, answer it. Okay. Answer it. Put it on speakerphone. You've just oh, hung up, you oh, douchebag. We <laughs> <laughs> went okay and then hung up. Good God. Back to the house, Al. Back to the house. Back to the house. I'll just worry about you. Back um, to the house. So, so... House. I can't, I'm struggling to finish it. Okay, so with, for example, um, with Chuck, you know that there's probably going to be a happy ending. Mm. But even those endings vary slightly. Um, with Suits, it's the same. With House, you learn the beats. Yes. You learn that and become- it's not just that you know how it'll end. You know what will happen 10 minutes in. Yeah. They will go and search the house and try and find where they live to try and find the cause. Yeah. You know if- also, 10 minutes from the end, the final that'll be the final revelation. Final like, revelation and then song to yeah, end. Yeah. And also, he'll have a revelation based on something mundane that's happening. Yeah, so yeah. he might have a plumber around at his house and he struggled with the case and suddenly the plumber will scratch his balls and he'll go, oh, of course, his balls. If you are watching suits um there is what i call the epiphany moment and there is a lot of that as well so they'll be having a chat you know they're they're stuck with this case and then someone will say an inane line yeah like do you like egg mayo and they go egg mayo you've got it and then they run off and they they figured it out but but aside from that suits is is pure uh, addiction it's great okay so back to red dwarf yeah. of course i do want to mention that yeah, they're doing two series back to back series 11 and 12 and craig charles quick coronation street he's going hardcore this time he's come out of the coronation, coronation street, street, street box serial drama in the uk oh come on um but if you don't know that uh last thing you i want to mention live in america they've heard of we've got people listening in thailand australia they've got texas they've heard of curry over there Believe me. No, they haven't. They bloody hell. They haven't heard If you've not heard of Coronation Coronation Street, Street. you bloody heard of it. You bloody have. You bloody have. Kidman, Witherspoon, HBO. Yes, HBO have got a new drama. They've won a bidding war 
with Netflix for this latest drama. It's called really? Big Little Lies, and it's going to star Nicole Kidman and Reese Witherspoonster, uh, yeah. as Bruno would call her. And it's uh, directed by the guy who did Ali McBeal, David E. Kelly, and it's going to be the story of three mothers whose lives unravel. Uh, wow. It's meant to be very good, so 1-0 to HBO over Netflix. Uh, those are the big two. They're going head-to-head in a lot of things these days, but HBO usually win the big... You know the big A-list drama shows because they, of course they got True Detective with McConaughey and Woody Harrelson, and this is the next big one. Kidman and Witherspoon, two Oscar winners, are joining a HBO drama, and so that should be out next year. It's called Big Little Lies. That's your news. If you want to have a look at any of it and any of the updates, the big theboxsetpod.com slash news is where it all is. Please welcome now to the Boxset Pod. Uh, his name is Adam Comstiff. No time to explain his name, uh, but he works at the uh, National Football Museum in Manchester and is a friend of ours. You know we like to get our friends on the box set pod, but he's also someone who um, I believe has been abusing me on Twitter, saying that he would like to come on the box set pod because he regularly shouts at it. Uh, what's the quote? Um, almost everything that Howell says. Yeah, yeah, that's that sounds about reasonable. Almost everything you say uh, infuriates me right, well, let's to various see, degrees. Let's yeah. see how that goes, <laughs> shall we? I want to hear more from this man. <laughs> okay, I, so. I like the fact that, that it's apparently I've been abusing you on Twitter because you can't even be bothered to, twi- to check your own tweets. Oh, no. That's that, <laughs> that shoddy. Yeah, well, no, I don't spend time on trolls. I don't think it's good for the psyche. I just tweet myself saying how great I am. So, Adam, yeah. uh, welcome to the Box Set Pod. Um, <laughs> Thanks for having us. Uh, Adam is our equivalent of a celebrity guest this week. <laughs> Gosh, week, isn't it? How, how is that booking job going, Jamie? How, how are you doing with that? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's ups and downs. It's going to turn out to be a masterstroke, you never know. <laughs> we've, got, we've got a Disney producer on next week, I think, so that'll be interesting. Uh, In the meantime, right. we'll have to put up with Adam. So, Adam, um, what, uh, what have you taken issue with? What are you on to discuss? Oh, right. Well, it, normally someone tells you when you're on these sorts of things what you're on to discuss, don't they? I've not, got free reign, have Not, not a free uh, reign. The no, reason oh. I wanted Adam on here yes, Jamie. is because Adam is one of the biggest lovers of one of my favourite TV shows. It's called Louie, and I want Adam to sell yeah. Louie to you and other box set lovers because it's superb. So Louis a little bit more difficult to find in the UK than the, than the US, I think. What channel is it on here? It's on uh, FX, I think. Okay. So when you say difficult to find, it's on a pretty much free-to-air FX. channel uh, on a weekly basis. It's then lost probably available on demand. 500 too. channels with Kim Kardashian's uh, wedding and things. Um, it is, of course, Louis C.K., New York comedian. Uh, I like his stuff. I've seen his live stuff on Netflix. I think he's very good. I just find him um, ever so slightly... New York comics have a, a quite a negative... Uh, vibe to them and I wonder whether his show about him has the same sort of cynicism um, it, I get the feeling it would be a quite quite a, a dark thing is it? Um, no it's, that's probably not not how it comes across I know what you mean from his from his stand up his stand up is quite sort of biting and satirical and kind of quite um, aggressive probably isn't the right word but I, yeah, I know what you mean yeah. the, the show itself has um I think it has quite a quite a bit of heart. It's it's a strange one to to describe. I, I read an article not long ago describing it as um, instead of being sorry, you can hear you can hear that's my uh, that's my little boy. Uh, I'm at home. I'm parenting. Isn't it wonderful this is what that I do when I parent? This podcast yeah, will yeah, live forever, and in ten years you'll be probably, able to play him this. You know. Yeah, yeah. He's probably going to say anything. He's about as insightful as either of you two, or or I am going to be on this subject. <laughs> I'm sure. Um, the uh, yeah, I read an article describing it as a, a sitcom about everything, really? um, rather than a sort of sitcom about nothing, which is what it can come across. It was a very Guardian article, to be honest. I read the first few paragraphs and I had to. Uh, I ended up sort of just skim reading it. It got very worthy and uh, very self-indulgent, as you know, a lot of articles written probably by media study students do. But um, <laughs> so it's, uh, cynical. I can see why he likes Louis C.K. I'm, I'm one of them. I know. <laughs> I, I'm totally one of them. I just don't get to do it as a living. So. Yeah. Um, and what did this but, article say? Uh, it, so the the sort of the idea of it. Sorry, I am fighting a washing line from a toddler as we speak. <laughs> um, <laughs> the uh, the sort of gist of it was that it can seem like. Uh, 
almost a, it, it's not even a sitcom. The um, you know the, the situation seems to be very sort of fluid and, and very changing. The, the focus of it is is obviously Louis himself. It's kind of like a it's like a, a dude com, um, and it's sort of. Uh, Oh, sorry, I am totally distracted by a child trying to attack itself. <laughs> can one of you tell me? Like, tell me what happens in, say, right, the first yeah. episode? Maybe that's what you need. Maybe an example of uh, an episode would be good. It's almost too well. I mean, we're five series in yeah, now, so I can't really remember. remember exactly what happened right. in the first episode. And it, it almost doesn't matter. It, yeah. the, the situation is um, Louis C.K. as a as a stand-up comedian, a divorced stand-up comedian with two kids, which is his situation in real life. Yeah, and and from that... Living in New York City. Yeah, and there's a different... And those episodes that come off that can be really different. Like, one episode, like, uh, that I watched recently, I think you did as well, Adam, he basically (laughs) needs to go to the toilet because he needs a poo, and he's stuck on the... He's stuck on the subway... And yeah. he keeps, and he's running along with his kids, trying to find a shop yeah. that's going to let him have a poo in the toilet. Yeah, yeah. And until the point where he can't find anywhere that will let him have a poo, and he just does the poo in his pants. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it sort of, it can deal, and that's not really played for laughs. That yeah. is a tragic moment. <laughs> yeah. A grown man soiling himself, begging his children not to watch and see this tragic moment. Yeah, yeah. It's is played completely straight. And sometimes, yeah. uh, I, I guess there are moments where it's almost reversed, almost sort of funny situ- so funny situations are played straight, and sometimes quite serious situations, like uh, visiting an elderly relative who dies in oh, front yeah. of them, yeah. um, is played hilariously. And mm. it, it's all sort of down to the great performances throughout it, and a real sort of singular vision of how he wants this this world to be created. You know, there are the points where it will go into flashback for three episodes at a time. Um, yeah. You know, uh, showing the first time he bought weed as a 14-year-old. Mm. And there'll be, you know, it, it, it's not moments of surrealism, but there's moments where he makes you just sort of think, actually, the only reliable and real thing, the real and consistent characters in this show are him and his kids. Yeah. And that's kind of the heart of it, because there are points where you see... Um, like, his ex-wife uh, appears in a lot of the episodes, and she's played by a black actress. And there's flashbacks where it shows him meeting her, and she's white. Yeah. Right. Right. There are things like that where it just completely says it doesn't really matter about any of these characters other than me and my kids, which exactly, is great. Yeah, yeah. And to a degree, the stuff that's done in their stand-up clubs as well. Um, the other comedians are sort of pretty... It's a very competitive sort of little circuit that he creates a picture of, but they always seem pretty solid as well. I know I'm pretty that, late sort of, to this. A wider world sort of seems like it's just entirely made of uh, shifting kind of characters who you can't entirely trust. Well, you um, have you will you've, not help you when you need a poo. You've sold it. <laughs> yeah. You have sold it to yeah. me yeah. because I think um, you like said at the beginning. You know, and I know that I'm late to this. I know that, that us saying, "Hey, everyone, there's this uh, TV series called Louis." I know everybody knows that Louis exists yeah. and that it's good, but I, I didn't come to it because i think there is a um bill uh bill what's his name please stand up stand bill. up stand up that died hicks, hicks. There's, ah, a, right. there's a bill yeah. hicks influence on him it which which in is. in his stand-up which is a little bit like um how dare you bloody come and watch me um i don't want you here i don't like you audience there's an element of yeah. that which which is probably the thing that yeah. made me made me not it, whilst I've, I've watched all his stand-up and I like it, it doesn't make me want to watch him in a in a sitcom. It's, Actually, it's it sounds to, different to, to Mark Maron, that totally that kind yeah. of thing. But both Mark Maron and, and uh, Louis C.K. are of an age now where it feels like they've had that and they've probably got through the worst excesses of their angry-at-the-world, yeah. cynical, hard-bitten comic. And now, I think in both their shows, there's a, there's a bit of heart, there's kind of experience and cynicism, but also kind of they, they look for the positives a little bit more. It's not that... Mm. It's not the angry young man. Six form angry young man kind of stuff that yeah. that can feel a bit a bit out of touch now because it was done so well by Bill Hicks, but no one has ever been able to do it. And it seems it to well. match people like you and your life. It seems to match you because mm-hmm. you're a cynical old turd, and and oh, now yeah. you've had a child, which just makes you instantly warmer. So it sounds like the perfect yeah, thing yeah. for it, you. It means we we cling desperately to any little pieces of humanity yeah. and little things that make you. <laughs> when you're sleep deprived and exhausted. Okay, yeah. I mean, I'll watch I, it. I was a little bit late to, to Leary as well. I was going to say the um I think the problem is it's his name. Yeah. 
Louis C.K. is not... A, it was about a year and a half ago I spotted lots of people who I knew on Twitter all going absolutely batshit because this guy called Louis C.K. was doing live appearances in the UK and Europe. He yes. never did it. And I kind of spotted a swing of everyone I knew in London going, oh, Louis C.K. tonight! And then people mm. I knew in Oslo going, Louis C.K. tonight! And I, I sent a tweet saying, who, who on earth is Louis C.K.? I imagined it was some kind of hipster musician or something like that. And our, uh, all our mutual friend Ben replied to me going... What? I sent you his live special a year ago for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you didn't. I've, I've never had that. It's like, you must love him because I love him and, and I sent you this as a gift. I thought it was pretty rude, but you never got back to me. And I went back into my inbox and found an unopened email from a year ago with the header, a gift from Louis C.K. So I clearly just thought that it was some kind of knockoff perfume merchant <laughs> or something like that and had ignored probably yeah. the best stand-up I've seen in the last 10 years were just sat in my inbox as a you, gift you know what's from annoying, a friend. You know what's annoying is... Is, is, I remember a Ricky Gervais video when he did a video blog years ago and it was with Louis C.K. and he said, this guy is the funniest guy on the planet and you've never heard of him. And that was years before he got massive and, uh, yeah. and, and unfortunately Ricky Gervais has ever ended up being right as well. <laughs> is, uh... oh, God, so are you Thanks. watching Mad Men, Adam? Um, we are not currently, we're saving, I can't, I'm, I'm a binger. I can't yeah. accept one one episode at a time now. Yeah. So um, yeah, I uh, we that is all storing up. We checked last night. Almost went for it last night, but, uh, but still you can ask two, the... two, two, two or three episodes to show here. So we're gonna yeah. gonna absolutely binge those final final eight episodes. Well, I can so. ask you the same question anyway because whether you've watched <laughs> Mad Men or not, the, you can ask the question on the first episode. How do you think it's going to end? himself off a building of course you really that's, do that is the that is the common belief isn't that, i mean it? that's that's what we've all got to all got to pray for really haven't we <laughs> no he's just te- <laughs> they're just teasing us they're just teasing <laughs> us no mad men do the you unexpected know, maybe maybe that's the final you know, turn though is that they'll do the expected at the last minute maybe but the thing i found like and you might find this when you start watching the final episodes adam is that uh i completely had to i completely forgot some of the plots because it's been a year yeah. i do find yeah. it difficult like you almost have to re-watch a lot of the old ones beforehand because you, you you forget a lot of it and some of it does matter that you remember it yeah. and you're kind of like sitting in an episode going why was he doing that again why was that it's, happening it's one of those uh, shows where actually you know I think all of us get really annoyed when there's a recap at the start of a show because we're used to binging it but yeah. every now and again you need that kind of oh yeah they're going to bring in something from two and a half series ago uh, yeah, every now and then you need to think that. like three seconds of just before the, uh, the yeah. thing I used I to love uh, West Wing recaps because they would always show if they showed a scene that was like completely random from nowhere you'd I know like, oh okay something's going to happen with this guy that is it exactly was. the same in Prison Break and in Suits that I'm watching at the moment it's yeah, like but, but those seem to be rubbish shows we're talking about good I haven't watched either, and I'm not going to, because the only person recommending them is you. So. <laughs> <laughs> you that, chunk, you... that sounds rubbish. <laughs> oh Joseph, when you're listening to this podcast in ten years' time, uh, that that is your father. And he's got a little brother called Chuck. And it's <laughs> <laughs> well, no, we well come on. Why don't we let's right. let's try it out? Let us recommend something for you. Why don't you tell us what kind of thing you like? What sort of thing you're in the mood for? next and we'll try and recommend something maybe you can give the first four episodes a go and tell us whether it worked for you or not okay uh so the i'm just trying to think what what we've been doing recently. chuck what's chuck <laughs> <laughs> did, did you want to enter into any conversation about it or? sorry yeah carry on oh, what were you, sorry, what were you yeah. saying when when does the paycheck from chuck from whoever the heck makes chuck bloody should, come through for it? you yeah. I know, yeah. how old it, yeah yeah, yeah. Go on. Yeah. What, where are you up to? What are you, what are you fancy? Where are we up to? What are we doing? God, well, we just um, actually just went back to uh, Homeland finally because we we do that. Got to um, save everything up and watch it in one. We'd only just gone back to to the last season of Homeland, mm-hmm. which actually got better again. Wow! Criticizing me for watching popular television. <laughs> what can I say? Um, wow! Uh, yeah, yeah. It, it got better. Season four, series three was absolutely ridiculous. I totally I agree. There was a bit of... Uh, season three was back. the Iraq one, wasn't it? Uh, no, no, that's oh, season that's four. Season... Is the, the newest one is the uh, is the Iraq. Well, not, it's no. not Iraq, it's Afghanistan. I'm talking it? about yeah. Iraq or Iran. The the, the one where we, where we lose a key character. Oh, right. That... The one where there was... Uh, <laughs> there was season, yeah, season one, great. Season two, milking it a bit. Season three, there's no 
logical way that this person should still be around <laughs> in this series at all. <laughs> Season four, finally remembering that there are loads of other characters they yes. create that they could do interesting stuff with. Yeah. Let me tell you, Season four is great. Let me tell you, as fact, Adam, why <laughs> Chuck is better than oh, Homeland. no. Okay? <laughs> because oh, do we have to? I like I, mean, I, I, I like I'm to either. Cold, it, it's not on my spaceship. I'm just putting that out there. I yeah. either so like to watch. Um, I either like to watch a wolf or I like to watch a sheep. But when there's a wolf in sheep's clothing, it bothers me. And Homeland, good as it is, well acted as it is, well written as it is, it's full of the out of the interbreak teases. It's full of the resets. It's it bores oh, yeah. me, and I know that it's not going to give me something by the end. It's just going to be another cliffhanger, and. Chuck gives me it's Quantum Leap World. It gives me enter it's Dexter World. It gives me what I sort of expect, but has also pleased me how, and made my life how better. How many series of, of Chuck are there? There are five or six series. Because there were a lot of episodes. Were the seven series of Dexter in the end? Yeah, uh, yeah. That got rubbish for at least three of them, didn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I, w- I would disagree absolutely. with that. Absolutely. That, that I, I think I think the only way that that series felt rubbish is if you credited it with far too much brains at the beginning. Like, no, no, uh, no. It was it was never meant to be smart, was no. it? It was always. I, I think that was the the series that we went to almost immediately in our post the wire world. Yeah, and really. it, it, you know, it, it, almost because you couldn't begin to compare it to that, it was sort of mindless, sort of comic escapism with you know sharp scripts and pretty people and nice sets. That sounds that like Chuck to me, and, and so, uh, which is great for maybe two series, and yeah. then it got oh god, it got difficult. Disagree. Yeah. To one with uh, John, what's his name, John? The, the, John played, Lithgow. John Lithgow, that's a great series. Oh, right, yeah, no, that yeah. is, that is a that very was, good series. But yeah. that was followed by the one with uh, Colin Hanks, wasn't it? Which was brilliant. Which was poo. Great. Um, <laughs> and where, where do we move <laughs> on to next? Speaking, the of Wyatt. Col- speaking of Colin Hanks, have you watched oh, yeah. the new uh, Fargo? Oh, is it? Yes, yeah. that was good, wasn't it? That was yeah, very that, good. That the new really one? Great. Not the yeah. late, the, the, well, new, the, the newest of the new, isn't it? Right, right. Right. I tell you what's just started on Sky Atlantic, and you should both watch this if you get a chance. It's called The Affair, and it's got oh, Dominic yeah. West from The Wire in, yeah. uh, who plays McNulty. And it's great because it's about an affair, yeah. Mm. But it, it shows the different... It shows one person's perspective of how the affair happens, the man's, and then it shows the woman's. And you, mm-hmm. in, a, in one episode, you see how differently they see things, and it's really, really good. It's just started on Sky Atlantic. Okay. The first episode was like a couple of nights ago. That's a Is really good one. encouraging you to have an affair? It does make you think it's not a bad... Not a bad... Right. No, not no, a bad no. It does, it does not recommend it at all because there's a... I think murder get. I think there's a murder that happens in it. Oh. Um, also, I am I am um, rewatching the wire. I say rewatching. I never actually finished season five, right? I never finished it. So, what did you get up to, and why did you stop? Because I met Sarah, and she and you know, you, oh, I met yeah, somebody yeah, yeah. new, and then you can't like go oh, join me on season five of of this thing. So we said we'll go back to the beginning and watch it. But at the same time, we went to visit my mum and dad, and they'd never seen it. So we had this thing. How we thought this was a good idea. We thought we'd watch it with my mum and dad. <laughs> Uh, that is the last like, show. Like just... every week. So we watched about three with them and then realised this is yeah. going to take a lot of driving <laughs> and, and a lot of investment, especially as my mum and dad needed the subtitles on it. Um, <laughs> um, but they watched the whole thing before we did and now we're finally watching it. And watching it now compared to watching it when it first came out is really interesting because you realise that nobody is going to make something like this again. No. It's so, um, it's like watching a sociology lesson. You, and yeah. you know that it's a lesson about Baltimore, and therefore there ain't going to be a happy ending, right? It's yeah. it's not like they're going to wrap it all up and everyone's going to win and walk away. But also, an hour of The Wire feels like two hours. When you consider yeah. something like Dexter or Chuck that we were just talking about is yeah, like 45, yeah. 50 minutes. Yeah, you have to watch it in a different mindset. It's yeah. so slow, and it's so meaty, and and that is great. It, yeah. It's also you know, Sarah. Like it finished the other night, and Sarah like went. It's good, but it's bloody miserable, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, but you know what? The, the, the end, the, the ending, the like finale what? of the wire. I actually think it's quite a good ending. Like I think yeah. it works for the show. Yeah, good. yeah. 
good. Yeah. And you didn't but come they, out, you don't come away miserable from it, that's for sure. Well, you do the rest of the five series because it's certainly not a positive view of uh, of of the world, is it? Um, no, I, I think the sort of I think each series kind of ends with a whatever happens to individuals, the system is in place that's going to keep recreating these sorts of situations and these Problems. sorts of characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that. Not necessarily a miserable view of the world, but it's not. It's, it's certainly not cheery and optimistic. But it's such a richly drawn sort of world, isn't it? But it's like, mm, yeah, it's, not, it's so rich. It's not. I'm going to watch TV for an evening. It's I'm going to go to Baltimore for the exactly. evening. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Just keep my head down. Now something I'm else. Not the um, one who gets shot in this episode. Um, yeah. On a slightly different tack, but for, that I noticed when I was watching The Wire, they have this. Um, they had this thing in one of the episodes where they showed camcorder footage right so they mm. cut i can't remember what it was it was like a riot or something but they cut mm. to um the same shot but through a camcorder now people mm. don't do this much but you um it's just a, a general point on on the use of that in films and tv you realize how poor acting is like how much um cinematography and sound makes it look good. and lighting mm-hmm. make people look good yeah yeah but, and then you realise, oh, you know, when we made our own films as students or whatever, yeah. that's why it looks so crap. Because yeah. Yeah, they, <laughs> these professional actors look like really bad actors just for five yeah. seconds. Yeah, yeah. And how important that, you know, it'd be good to get a cinematographer on the on the box set pod. Actually. Leave it yeah. with me. Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be arranging that later then. How do you know any? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah I'll, I'll have a look. Um so yeah, that's interesting as well. We haven't recommended Adam anything. Give us three no, words. No, I recommend the affair. You okay, the, the affair. affair. Okay. okay. But I don't yeah, think it's popcorn enough. I think Adam is um, a sheep in wolves clothing. I think Adam wants. I'll tell you what, I've popcorn. got a popcorn one for I, I, you. I don't mind a bit. Of, I'll, I'll tell you what. I to give you a bit of a thing because we we never talk about TV because we never see each other. That's correct. I just listen to your podcast occasionally. Yeah. Um, that's how we like to so keep friends. We've established that I love the wire. Yeah. I love. And I've not heard you mention this much. And it's, I was thinking, actually, it's its the only show in which I have cared as much for a character as much as I care for Omar. Ooh. Oh. I'm saying a lot. Ooh. Deadwood. Dead. Ah. I absolutely Deadwood. love Deadwood. Okay. Yes. I haven't watched it. Oh, it's no, that, that, that's, that, well, that was only three series and they got cancelled. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think kind of almost that, that's the strength. Yeah, it maybe. Night, it never got neatly wound up, and it yeah. never had to, and they never had to try because it's. I think it was a writer's strike we did for it in the end, wasn't it? Sort yes. Of, something to do with timing meant that they just never got around to being able to do a fourth, and then everyone moved on. Yeah. Um, but that yeah. was just brilliant. Yeah, uh, I, that would be my recommendation for Howl. Dead. All right. Howl, I can give you that. I've got it on great. On actual yeah. box that, set. That's a proper. That's a proper binge-worthy one, I think, yeah. as well. I think Lovely. You, you go Lovely. to this place and you're. There's some You're of stuck there forever. There's so, some of the okay, Adam, you've got two faders in front of you, like this desk that I'm on now. One okay. fader is artistic, and one fader is popcorn. One fader is popcorn. Tell me how high, one to ten, you want your next thing to be on both of those things. Okay, I want uh, ten of artistic being the wire. Okay. Ten. I mean, okay. I suppose within within TV standards, I thought we were going to, you know, have ten being some flipping. Lars von Trier type thing. Um, well, no, because no, we'll we're talking, we're, we're aware you have a family, you've got a busy life, you're going to sit down in the evening, and you, you're not going to you're not going to want to want to look at an art documentary. Okay, okay I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to push my uh, my art up to uh, up to eight. Oh, right. Okay, and your popcorn. Uh, it's going to be uh, How three. difficult do you want it to be? Three. Oh, right. Yeah, so, okay. I, I, don't mind, I don't mind getting involved. You know, we we watched mm-hmm. the newsroom when we had a six-week-old and wow. managed to follow wow. some of it. So, you know. <laughs> Have you watched uh, The Returned, Le Rev? Yes, Le Rev Mon or whatever okay. it is. Yes. Well, yeah, I, I, would, that, I would put that in that, that combo. Yeah. Um, Ooh. Yeah, a little bit like that. I mean, that was very much the thing that reminded me of that a little bit recently that we watched was uh, Fortitude. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But I would say the Rev was, was better. Fortitude really was great at creating this sense of place and atmosphere and community, mm. and yeah. it was very good-looking. But it was four episodes of nothing happening, 
then three episodes of, oh, it's quite interesting, actually, what's happened. And then, like, two episodes of, oh, how do we finish this? Let's do something yeah, stupid. And, and the problem was you stopped giving, like, a, a crap about any of the characters at yeah. some point yeah, as well. There wasn't yeah, yeah. The guy I liked was the cop, and, uh, and oh, what's it would happen. But anyway, um, yeah. I've got a recommendation for you. Go it's on. a bit more popcorn, yeah. though, than, okay. than RT. Okay. It's Blacklist. Have you heard of Blacklist? No, I do not know Blacklist. It's got James Spader. Uh, who's like got the greatest he's voice the in the world? He's sex man, isn't he? Yeah, he's always in things where there's it, sex. Yeah, yeah. Is yeah. there sex yeah, in this? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, basically. There uh, no, there's yeah. not. There's not sex well, in this. Okay. It's about a guy who's like he's a criminal. He goes to the FBI and says, "I can help you find all these people who are on my blacklist. They're all criminals." But in doing so, you're gonna have to give me some sort of. It's a, it's a very popcorny thing, but it's actually really quite addictive as well and quite fun. And James Spade is brilliant as like this criminal, but kind of a good guy in some ways. So I recommend that. Blacklist. It's and, only about and, two and, seasons in, though. And you're right, Hal. He does always sort of seem... To, he just has one of those faces which suggests whatever character he's played is going to be leering at ladies' bottoms. Yeah. Well, he plays the yeah. character in the American version of The Office where he basically... He's a, he's a swinger. Really? You know? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so. He's really carved out a niche for himself, and it's a niche that I think is probably quite a lot of fun. If you want to be that guy, I mean, yeah. that's a career for you. <laughs> yeah. You need a character who likes ladies' bottoms? That's me. If you've got a recommendation for Adam um, who likes ladies' bottoms, let us know. Steve Studio at theboxsetpod.com. Whatever you would recommend to James Spader, recommend to me. Yeah. Uh, as you know, I'm a big fan of uh, the the story, at least, of Walt Disney. And next week, we're going to have a Disney producer on. Uh, and they've got a new film called Tomorrowland. And that is linking in with the, the area of Disneyland that he created called Tomorrowland. Which is quite funny because it's like Tomorrowland still now is the same Tomorrowland that, that was in the 60s. So, yeah. like, we're still looking at the future, which involves spaceships yeah. and um, underwater submarines <laughs> and things. Uh, can you get any other type of submarine? I don't know. But, Adam, thank you very much for joining us. Yes. It's been a, been a pleasure. Good. And, Joseph, that's your dad. And you've learnt, ten years on now by listening to this, that your dad can be wrong and it's still all right to love him. Joseph, at the moment, has his own Netflix profile and he's just hitting season three of Bob the Builder. Ah. So, uh, Does he do SpongeBob? Posterity. No, he's not done SpongeBob yet. I think he's waiting for a good series to film so we can binge it. Do you yes. know what, Adam? Do you watch SpongeBob? I don't know. I'm 33 years old. Can I oh, seriously... Oh, genius, genius. Yeah, can I seriously it's, suggest... It's genius. Can I seriously uh, suggest that if you turn that... Fa- I mean, honestly, watch some SpongeBob. It's... It's one of the most uh, well-performed, like, surreal. It's like a mild, it's like a milder version of Ren and Stimpy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. That, that got boring when we were thirteen, though, didn't it? Oh, yeah, come on. Oh, no. <laughs> no, this is better. It's it, it, this is honestly better. It's, it's satirical of it's of gone. the adult world, and ah. it's, it's one of those rare kids things which genuinely you think. Wow, I, this is this is for everyone. Yeah, in fact, that's our recommendation yeah, you for said you. That about Harry Potter, didn't you? Though? <laughs> no, I yeah. didn't. Um, <laughs> although the last two films of Harry Potter really are excellent. Yeah. Um, no, I, I'm looking forward to legitimately watching proper children's television mm. with um, you know with with bum gags in them. Yeah. Oh well, that's that's <laughs> your SpongeBob. That's your SpongeBob. Yeah. Um, right. Let us know how you get on with SpongeBob. Thank you, Adam. <laughs> Thank you. See you next week. Oh.